This is the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast, episode number 147. Welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Bruce Irving. This is the show where I talk to today's top entrepreneurs in the restaurant industry and the pizza business, along with today's top marketers to help you figure out what's working in the marketing world uh, for hiring, training, culture, all that good stuff. We have a lot of experts come on and share what's working for them. So you can listen to the show and then go implement something in your business. I am excited for today's guest today. I have Larry and Tim of Bambolina Pizza, and we're going to go over what it's like to really open a new place. They've only been open for two years, but they're doing really good things on social they also just started a, a, a mobile food, a, not a food truck, but a mobile pizza truck. And after only being open for two years and starting those two things, they opened a second shop and it's not a pizzeria. It's a noodle bar or something like that. We talk about it inside this episode. So I was excited to have those guys on. I really think they're doing great things in the space and they're really local to me. So I noticed them. I wanted to have them on the show and we talk all about those things. We talk about how they started off, what, why they chose the location they did, how they met, how they started the mobile food truck, how they get business for that. Uh, what they're doing for marketing in community outreach. They do a lot of things with the local community in the YMCA uh, and things in their area. We talk how they started that. They also started a, a all you, uh, not an all you can eat, but a, a pizza eating contest on the 4th of July, kind of like the one, the Coney Island one uh, that everybody's aware of. They started their own. And they've done it for a couple of years now. We talk about how they set that up, how it got started, how they got people to actually come and participate in that and how they get the word out. So tons of great stuff. Uh, before we get into today's episode, if you're looking for new people in your area, you should check out Our Town America. What this is, is it's a new mover program, so they target new movers who have recently moved into your area. They help you create some sort of offer that's branded to your business, and I've seen a couple of these, and they look pretty nice. Some of them are free pizzas or free sides or some sort of offer that is exclusive to that particular piece of marketing. They mail it out to people who have just moved into your area, and then they can track the results after that. And there's also some follow-up that they have. There's also a few video testimonials. You can definitely go check out some more information over at smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash our town. Or if you want some prices or to see if your zip code is available because they are uh, zip code exclusive, kind of like we are, you can email susan at ourtown.net or her phone number is 480-678-678. One three six six. A lot of our listeners and some clients that we have have recently signed up with Susan, and I'm glad to hear that. So I'm looking forward to tracking those results. So we'll give you some some updates on a, a couple uh, a couple weeks from now on a future show. I'll let you know how that's going. But if you want some more information for yourself and check out some prices, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash our town. All right, let's get into today's episode. At the end of the episode today, I'll go over what we have to offer and some new things we're working on over at the podcast. So stay tuned for that. But for now, let's just get into our talk today with Larry and Tim over at Bambolina Pizza. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Another great episode today. Uh, Two pizza entrepreneurs local to me in the Salem, Massachusetts area. I have on with me today Larry Leibowitz and Tim Hag of Bambolina Pizza in Salem. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So why don't we take a a quick step back in time to when you first got started into the restaurant space and kind of let us know why you got into the pizza space, especially. Um, I, I think I think I think Larry should take this one. It's uh, <laughs> Larry's had a, a, a long uh, a long love for pizza, and um, before we opened Bumbleina, Larry and I we, uh, we we were involved in uh, quite a bit of wood fired pizza catering. Um, around Massachusetts, 
And I think that really gave us, the, that, that was the genesis to us trying to find a, a brick and mortar space to open Bumbelina. Yeah, so I, I think um, I, I think I can remember back to maybe 2007 or 2008 when the, the whole Neapolitan pizza boom was happening, at least from what I recall seeing on, on trips to San Francisco and, and mostly uh, New York City. Um, it was just really exploding, and I think it had something to do with, with the recession and people looking for a um, um, something that was recognizable with a little bit of a, of, a, of an ethnic flair, if you will, or some authenticity and something that was um, again recognizable but but new at the same time. And um, restaurants like um, Franny's and Roberta's and Teste and and uh, Una Pizza Napolitano. I mean, those really caught my eye, and um, I kind of got uh, bit with the pizza bug and, and really had a um, had an affinity towards it, just going out and eating it and, 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 and seeing the style of pizza, which I thought was, um, was, was just awesome. You know, it was, yeah. it was really stripped down version of, of what I knew pizza to be. And it was certainly like the chef's pizza, um, relying on, on just a few simple ingredients and, and the craft and technique of, uh, cooking over wood fired and, and certainly the ability to, to see the pizza, um, being cooked in front of you in such a short amount of time, it was um, it was pretty exciting. So um, when uh, when Tim and I had a chance to um, to um, to work together, um, uh, Tim saw what I saw, and 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 we kind of uh, collaborated on um, on taking a little bit of um, the um, the principles and techniques of Neapolitan pizza, but um, I guess like giving it a, a renaissance, if you will. Um, one of the things that we certainly didn't like about it was just like how serious it was and stodgy and, um, um, and, um, that's, that's not really in our personas. And, um, uh, so we, we took an approach of, of using the craft of, of Neapolitan pizza, but, um, you know, making it our own. And, um, we're, we actually call our pizza Neo Neapolitan, um, just because we, we don't want to have to um, answer to any of the, the pizza police and, <laughs> um, you know, deal with those litany of rules. As you know, Bruce, there's, yeah. you know, rules what you can call a Neapolitan pizza and it's um, got to be cooked on the oven floor and, and using double zero flour and, and, um, and, and natural leavening, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which, which we're doing. Um, but we don't, we don't put a whole lot of, um, uh, we don't put a whole lot of emphasis on that part of it, um, just because you know our 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 real backbone is just to have fun in everything that we're doing and 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 lighten it up and and not take ourselves too seriously. That's awesome. What's your background? Is your background in the restaurant industry, or how did you guys meet? Uh, yeah, so um, so we we both have um, classic culinary training, uh, worked in um, various outlets, um, including you know resorts, hotels, restaurants. Um, Tim um, Tim came from uh, from a fine dining side, and we met up with a um, in a, a, a catering company that we worked for. It was a national group that uh, we would do new concepts and catering for um, uh, Fortune three hundred, Fortune five hundred style companies, and uh, tasked with doing a lot of um, unique um, events, uh, themed events, um, a lot of different ethnic foods, uh, and then. You know, making sure that that we paid um, a lot of respect to the ingredients and um, sourced um, sustainably, and also um, with a lot of uh, integrity. 
So, um, so Tim and I worked together, um, in, in that respect for a number of years and, um, and then, um, you know, decided just to go off on our own, which, um, which really was the, uh, the birth of Bombolina. And, w- and w- why Salem, Massachusetts, or is that where you guys are from, or is that where you live, lived at the time and you just said, Hey, there's not a lot of good, uh, Neapolitan style. I don't, I'll put quotation marks around that. Um, pizzerias around here. So let's open one here. I credit it to Tim. I, uh, I mean, I, I think uh, we're in Salem because of Tim, and I'm thankful for that. So is Tim? Is Tim? Is Tim? I mean, I'm just going to use my. Uh, doesn't sound like he's from Salem, though. No. So I, I, uh, I've been in Massachusetts for like six years now, Bruce. Okay. And, uh, both Larry, I, I live in Salem, and, and Larry lives about ten minutes away in in a neighboring town. Um, there, there was def- there's definitely well there definitely was a void in Salem for, for Neapolitan style pizza and and the surrounding cities. Um, I think I think the closest good Neapolitan pizzas probably or Neapolitan style will probably be Short and Main up in Gloucester, um, which you know they they do an absolutely phenomenal job. Um, and and I, I don't think there's any way we can compete with them. It's a slightly different style um, of restaurant, um, and I think. One thing that really drew Larry and I to Salem is, is proximity to where we lived. You know, as we've been been in the restaurant industry, it, it would it would really suck to commute a couple of hours a day back and forth into Boston. <laughs> That's for sure. Having having a short walk or drive uh, to work definitely was 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 part of the uh, was part of the plan to to open up in Salem. In yeah. Sa- Salem, for anybody who's listening, is kind of a it's it's not it's a tourist town, but it's not just a tourist town. There's a lot of tourists year round there, and uh, you guys probably get bombarded in what August, September, October. Yeah, October something else. I mean, you know, t- tens of thousands of people, you know, descend into Salem for Halloween, and um, it's 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 it certainly makes for an interesting month to operate a restaurant and. Kind of feel like you're working 24 hours a day uh, making dough and uh, keep keeping the restaurant stocked. Are you guys right downtown Salem? Yeah, right, right downtown Salem um, on Derby Street. It's um, it's um, you know as 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 you know, Bruce. I mean, Salem is a um, uh, has a great walkability to it and um, has a lot of foot traffic and and people visit Salem for all different reasons. Certainly, the historic historic aspect, but um, one thing that, that really, um, you know, that certainly surprised a lot of people I talked to is, is how much of a food city it is. Um, it's, um, it's got a, a wealth of, um, of, uh, variety to it. And, um, and there's just so many great restaurants with, uh, with a wonderful restaurant community. And, um, it's just a, it's a cool food town. And, and, you know, it seems that, um, as people are, are are moving into the suburbs, they're they're still looking for that that city feel without having to go uh, down to Boston or Cambridge, and and a lot of restaurants have um, have um, made a made made their home in, in towns like Salem, which is uh, has that metropolis feel where you can get a lot of different um, shopping experience as well as dining. Yeah, it's a very walkable city. Um, so when you opened two years ago, what was that first year like for you? Did you ever own a restaurant before? I know you guys said you worked in resorts and restaurants, but did you ever own one? And what was that experience like going from, if you didn't, going from working in one to owning one? Um, I, I feel really blessed, Bruce, that 
Bumbelina has done so well. Um, I'm, I'm sure both Larry and I have had sleepless nights, but I, you know, I, I feel like we've been incredibly lucky um, with with the success of Bumbelina. Um, I think we were fully prepared for how much work it would be, and I'm glad. I'm glad you know, I'm 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 glad that we you know didn't pull the wall over our own. <laughs> we opened. Um, Larry and I, working for the catering company that we worked for previously, have been involved in you know dozens of um, kitchen openings, you know, up, up and down the East Coast, and I, I think that really kind of like set us up for the expectation of, of how much work it would be, and gave us a lot of the tools that we needed to to try and try and you know make make it a successful operation. Was there anything that surprised you? Like, what was the biggest surprise? I, I was actually surprised at how consistently busy we've been year round. You you mentioned Salem being a tourist town, but that you know before we opened, Larry and I actually budgeted to lose money in the winter months just because we had this expectation that it was gonna be a ghost town with, you know, four feet of snow for three <laughs> Yeah. But, but we were just really blessed with all of the locals, you know, living not only in Salem but surrounding cities, keeping us busy through through the winter. So um, that that was a that was a re- really nice surprise for me personally to see how busy we were even in uh, even in the the depths of the winter. Well, Larry, what about you? What surprised you the most? Uh, well, um, I think um, I think I'm, I'm most surprised by just just the like community the community feel uh in salem uh you know the amount of support we get from the locals which as tim said carry us through the winter months when um when when a lot of tourism isn't coming is something that that i was really surprised by and and it's, it's just awesome it's it's awesome owning a business in a town where so many of the locals appreciate local business and appreciate um uh you know the 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 work that goes into it and they they certainly um they certainly support us as well as other businesses so i was really surprised by that and i and i think that that's a true testament to to you know us recognizing that and 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 that that ongoing support because um you know the 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 locals um just the foot traffic and the ability to return and, and come back and, and, and dine again and again is, is, is certainly a, um, um, a, a uh, certainly the, the secret to the success I believe. And, and, and it's just been, it's just been awesome. So we're, we're super humbled by that. Uh, and I think that's a concerted effort on your part too, as owners to be a part of the community. You do a lot of events I see on your Facebook page here and, uh, I see, you know, you've only been open for two years, but you already have almost 3000 people that like your page, which are, in Facebook terms, that's pretty well. Um, but did you start your Facebook or social before you opened or was that something that you grasped once you got open and, uh, you felt like that was part of the, the, the marketing play to get, pe- to get your product in front of the people who live in your area? Uh, we, we tried, I mean, we, before we opened, we, we tried to impose and it was, you know, we, we'd put up a post and it would be crickets, you know, there'd be... <laughs> Like and it would be somebody that I'd find out was uh, from Tim's family or something. <laughs> and, and I think you know, starting a new restaurant in, in Salem certainly you know where where nobody you know they didn't know primarily our, our business style and 
and they just assumed it was another pizza place was was a challenge. Um, and it and it took a lot of work to to differentiate ourselves and and certainly build in that community ties. Um, so you know we do all of our own social media and um, and and try to keep it relevant and 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 involve the community as um, I'm, I'm glad that you're able to to recognize that we're really proud of our of our community involvement whether it's um, from uh, you know working with a philanthropy event or 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 um, being part of some um, some Salem community outreach um, we do a few things that we're really proud of including a um, slice out promotion that that benefits some um, um, uh, home of families that 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 um, that can't afford food, and that's certainly a, a project that we teamed up with Scott Weiner, which I think you know. Yes. We also do, and we just did an event uh, two weeks ago with the local YMCA, and most recently on July fourth, we did a um, two days ago we did a um, a pizza eating contest that benefited the um, the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Salem, and um, it was just a fun event which we mimic off of the um, the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Um, and we have uh, 12 participants who compete against each other to eat one of our uh, margarita Neapolitan pizzas and see who can eat it the fastest. And we just put a lot of pomp and circumstance into it, have a lot of fun, involve the community. And um, it's, um, it's our second year doing it, and it's just gaining more and more momentum. And when we can tie in an event like that and get a sponsor like um, Notch Brewing, which is local to Salem, to to help with it as well and be able to, to donate to, to these groups is, is just a, a good feeling and it, it's certainly good business as well. Let me ask you a question because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who want to do something like that. How much work does it take to put on an event like a 4th of July pizza eating contest? Is there a lot of lead up to it or is it something that you can kind of put together for a few hours and, and organize it pretty simply or is there a lot more to it than people see? <laughs> well, uh, I, I, you know, it's it's so much about like the you know promoting it and, and getting um, getting the name out there. We do that through our social media channels. We also post out some some uh, flyers around town and, and certainly in our restaurants. And um, and it's a lot of um, you know Tim and I hounding friends and 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 loyal customers to participate. And then the word got out for the second year, um, and uh, to be able to. Um, you know, to get everybody together and, and organize the event. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't think it was a tremendous amount of work. Uh, um, it's, it's certainly, um, a task that we take on for the month of June through the promotion and then just the, the ongoing, um, the ongoing nudges to let people know that, that it's happening and, and, um, and getting, getting, um, getting some more outreach from creative Salem, who has been wonderful and in, in helping to, um, to broadcast it, um, the Salem News um, was there as well, and, and they take an interest in it. So, um, you know, so much of it is is organic, and um, and we um, we're just we're just thrilled with with how it's been, and, and we can certainly see the future in any of these events as they as we get more notoriety and as we can take on more and, and do more. Um, with with these philanthropy events and giving back to to the community, and I'm sure every year it grows. Like the first year, I'm sure there wasn't as many people as there was the second year, or as much interest. <laughs> right? Yeah, the first year uh, we had about five slots uh, 24 hours before the event, and uh, this year we filled up um, we filled up all the slots up to probably about a week before. Um, 
and um, yeah, you know, that, that's just one event, but you know, other events that we, we do there, it, it's, it's a matter of just, you know, dotting the I and crossing the T, making sure that, that, that we can broadcast it through the menu and, 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 and let the staff know what the reason is and, and what the details are and um, whether it's, um, you know, one of these events where we'll take our mobile, mobile oven to like, uh, like the YMCA event that happens around town or, um, you know, it's, it's, it's all, it's all about Tim and I just kind of collaborating and, and, and the staff just being part of it as well. Um, you know, Tim and I have always thought about, you know, making our business a very collaborative business and, and, uh, you know, we both work for organizations in the past where a lot of, a lot of policy and, and ideas, you know, come from top down and, and we kind of wanted to shake that up. So we do so much of our, of our business is shaped from either employees and the ideas bubbling up, um, or through comment cards where we're just a strong believer in getting guest feedback. And I can't tell you, Bruce, how many changes we've made based on com- uh, customer comments and customer feedback. Um, mostly because it's, you know, it's a fresh set of eyes and, and, you know, Tim and I have, have kind of like been living it and breathing it for months or years and, and we have an idea and, and it's not until a customer can bring that up uh, either through a, an email or verbal comment or even a written comment in, in the restaurant that's, that's enabled us to shape the way we do things or to shape the way that we, um, we cook or, or menu style. Do you leave comments on every table after uh, the customer or when they give the customer the check or are they there before they get there? Uh, we, we drop it with the check and, um, it's a postcard that, um, that, um, that's dropped with the check and, and the customer is encouraged to, um, is encouraged to fill it out. And uh, I mean, you know, going back to some of the surprises, Bruce, I'm I'm really surprised in, in a, in a very positive way on how many, uh, comment cards we get filled out because it's, it's a, it's a, it's a great percentage. I, I want to say it's, it's probably upwards of 60% of, uh, customers leave comment cards and, um, and it's about us, um, you know, getting the, the good, the bad and the ugly. We, we want to hear it all and we want to hear everyone's experience. Um, you know, it sounds cliche, but we're only as good as the last pizza we made. And, um, we read every single one of them. And, um, if it, if it requires a response, we'll reach out as well. Um, you know, we haven't lost sight of, of it being a, um, um, you know, a family restaurant and, and, and something that's a passion of, of both Tim and I. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I get a lot of questions about Yelp or, uh, reviews or, you know, somebody's business is a little bit down. And I think that you're, t- you're taking a good approach. You're taking a more of a, a proactive approach in letting the customer express whether that was a good or bad experience when it happens. And then you having the ability to do something about it in the moment. Yeah, you know, Bruce. I mean, I, I think part of being a business owner is is being able to admit when you're wrong, and I think that's so powerful. And I, you know, I I remember the um, the interview you did with uh, Tony Gemignani where where you talked a little bit about this, and um, and and it's so powerful to to be able to admit when you're wrong. And you know, we're not perfect. We we never said we are, and we 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 just try to be better tomorrow than we were the day before. And um, and if we screw up, we, we, we own up to it and, and do the best we can to keep the customer and, and earn their business. And um, we, um, we're, we're really humbled by, by all of our, our customers and, and know that, that they're the reason we're in business. That's awesome. What's the most uh, – do you deliver or is it just a dining experience? 
just just dining right now. Um, yeah, just just dining. Uh, Larry mentioned mobile catering. We we do have a, a wood fired oven on a trailer, and and that's uh, that's 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 pretty pretty busy schedule during the summer months. Uh, we, we, we've, we've got a, a number of uh, weddings that we're catering uh, throughout the summer, and um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's certainly like a, a different dynamic to the business that I certainly never expected to be as popular as it as it as it has grown to be. Did you guys start the the trailer in the beginning, or was it something you added on after? Uh, we we added it added it on after we we kind of uh, I think I think we got it probably like six or eight months into into um, having Bumbleina open. So it was kind of like at the, at the end of the first year, uh-huh. uh, which allowed us to market it over the winter and uh, you know last summer and and this summer so far have been um, have been extremely busy. For how, how did you market that you had that? Is it something that you just marketed to your when people came in and they they saw it out front, or is it something you did Facebook ads or mailings about? Uh, so a, a lot of a lot of in house um, ad, advertising. You know, we we have catering cards in the restaurant that we you know we we, we have been presenting with the check. But it seems like most of our business is word of mouth, which is really great. You know, there's there's nothing better than uh, than having satisfied customers that tell their friends. That's when you know you really did a good job. Because yeah. <laughs> you know, most of the time, if they tell a friend, it's a bad experience. Yeah. So, um, what's been the most effective form of marketing for you guys up to this point? Ah, oh, geez, you know, I I feel like. You know, it's such a it's such a it's such a different world now, Bruce. With 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 short attention spans and and social media and so much, you know, so much coming at you at once. As, you know, from a consumer's point of view, we've we've been really lucky. Like as Tim said, word of mouth and and um, and being able to be present and be be relevant. Um, you know, certainly trying to volunteer at as many events as we can and. And be relevant in the city, and and um, all certainly work. Um, having a, you know a few good, really uh, good press pieces have certainly helped bring the traffic in. We haven't um, we haven't paid for any advertisement um, that much of, of it. Um, it when we did it once or twice, and and um, you know just looking at some of the analytics, it, it never really seemed to pan out, and maybe we just weren't in the right. In the right channels, but um, it um, we I feel like we, we'd much rather take any of that marketing budget, Bruce, and and apply it towards you know food cost at a philanthropy event, and um, because you know I feel like then it's a win-win. We're we're able to do something good for the community or for the event, um, and we're able to, to interact and meet guests one-on-one, and 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 it, I, I view it more of like a um, you know, more of like a pull than a push because we're we're out there interacting with and try the product and and um, talk about the different of our product and um, and you know, versus relying on maybe a um, business card size ad to um, to to bring to bring traffic. Yeah, nothing's gonna beat um, getting customers in the door than having them try your product and shake your hand. Right, 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 and and I know a lot of people probably disagree with what I just said, you know. And I I feel like depending on the market you're in and in the geography and what your competition is, uh, I don't think it's a one size fits all um, approach. And um, we've definitely diversified ourselves in in trying a lot of different things, 
and um, and just trying, you know, just seeing seeing what works. Um, and um, you know, it, it 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 sounds a little silly, Bruce, but you know, having having just an, an awesome staff that we do, they're they 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 sell the product for us. They they do such a great job because proud to be there and they're proud of the food and they're proud of the service and proud of the customers. So seeing an employee be able to either talk to a restaurant on off or, or wear some of the, the merchandise um, on their day off and wear it proudly. Um, and you know that that certainly instills the um, you know the pride in them and um, and I believe that um, that it goes a long way. You know <laughs> there's there's one thing that I that that, that I've definitely said to the staff on, on a numerous amount of time, and, and that is um, when we first opened Bombolina, I remember um, I remember coming home after a long long night, and my and my wife was watching TMZ. It was um, you know that uh, that magazine show on the celebrities, and yeah, and <laughs> Chef Jose Andres was on there, and, and it caught my eye because I I don't I rarely see a chef on TMZ, and asked him some you know lame question like Hey uh, Jose, you're in LA, where are you going to go to eat? And um, and I'll never forget his response. He says, well, I'm not sure yet, but I'm going to walk around and I'm going to look at the restaurants and see where the staff is smiling and, and happy. And that's so because uh, staff means means a really good experience and good food. And and you know that really resonated with me, Bruce, because I think it's so true. And if we can empower our staff to be to be a you know a brand ambassador for us and and champion what we're doing and why we're doing it. I, I think that's, you know, that, that's something that you can't purchase. Um, so it's, um, it's something that, that, that we really, um, that we really take a lot of heart. That's great. I a hundred percent agree with that. Your staff is going to be the best advertising platform you have because they, it's, you can only talk to so many people, but if you can get your staff to be on board, there's so many more of them that can go out there and spread that message that you're trying to spread yourself. It's just multiplied by 10 or 20 or however many people you have working for you. Um, that being said, how do you get them to hop on board with you? Is it something that you ask them when, um, you know, we do a lot of interviews with people who say, you know, when a, when a customer, when, a, when an employee comes in, you're going to ask them certain questions and try to get what type of person they are because there's certain things that you can train and there's certain things that you can't. So what do you look for in an employee when you bring them on board that shows you that they have the quality that you need to help you spread the message? So our, our, our kitchen's divided, pretty much divided into two different sections. Bruce, there's the uh, there's the, there's the pizza bar where where uh, you know the the wood fired oven is, and then there's the main kitchen in the back. And there are two pretty distinct sets of cooks that, that work in those two areas. And I think some some of our best pizziolas have started with with us with little or no ex, no prior experience. I believe it. Um, and they they just they just have attention to detail. They're good with their hands, you know. They 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 don't have short attention spans. <laughs> and you know, so some of the, some some of these uh, you know guys and girls, it it just takes a few weeks of training, and and they really have it down, you know. Um, whereas working in the back of the house in the kitchen really does require at least a couple of years of, of good kitchen experience, you know, just because there are so many things going on back there. Um, not, not to say that making pizza is a one-trick pony, but, um, you know, the, the back of the house cooks re- really need a different background than the pizziolas. 
Yeah, the pizza is it's a it's a trainable skill. Like you, it's a certain amount of time in the oven. Obviously, you have to watch it, um, but it's kind of the same task over and over and over again. Right. Whereas yeah, yeah. cooking dishes in the kitchen is a little bit more of a tech. There's more technique involved in that. Yeah, and and our menu, Bruce. I mean, pizza really only represents. I want to say like uh, I want to say it represents like forty five percent of the menu. Uh, we've expanded. It's um, we, we certainly started out with with the premise of of, of wood fire pizza, but we have just a uh, we have we have the facilities and we've just got an awesome chef uh, chef Chris who's 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 coming up with a lot of good ideas and 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 making it a more well rounded experience because you know there's so many people that just don't want to go out just for pizza because you're alienating a a, a group that that's in dining with them so to be able to offer um, you know, shared plates and small bites and pasta and, and center of the plate items is 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 certainly helping to um, to make it a more well rounded experience. Um, and you know, being able to to cook with the seasons is is gives a lot of ability to change up the menu. Um, but um, you know, with, with staff, I, I think um, I remember Tim. Remember when we first opened? Um, it, it was it was certainly tough to get staff because they you know there's great staff and they don't want to leave a, a, a great paying job or a great job in general to come take a chance at an unknown restaurant that already has the, you know, the stacked against them based on, you know, the odds of the business. And, um, um, but it, you know, it, it organically happened. And I got to say, I mean, Tim's really good at being able to like find, find awesome talent and, and, um, and, and, really put them in, in the right, right seat on the bus and, and, um, and, you know, develop them from within. Um, we're really proud of, of some of the, the veteran staff that we had that were, you know, from day one were literally day one, Bruce. I mean, when, when the restaurant was getting built, um, you know, so much of it was, was done on, on, on our, on, you know, done by us and, and, you know, being able to, to tile the walls and, and get, Get some of the um, the workers that that started out in that in that pre construction phase. Um, you know, it, it was uh, it was pretty it was pretty remarkable. Um, I just remember you know seeing you know seeing Tim take on some of these individuals who who weren't quite sure you know if they, they wanted to work in the restaurant business and and um, Tim had them uh, painting and tiling and. and help- <laughs> concrete and um and I, I just remember looking at them like in amazement and then you know you fast forward to to day one and, and they're helping in the utility um helping it be a wear washer washing dishes and then slowly but surely you know you know fast forward another week or two and and they're stretching dough and you know and this one individual that i can think of that started out in in that manner is now our lead pizziola and um he's just he's just awesome he's got a really good knack for it and and he has a lot of pride in the business, and and he's just a he's just a, a great, great, well-rounded individual. That's awesome, Tim. We expect to get a lot of emails now about how you did that, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I'm sure people are thinking, like, how did Tim do that? He knows how to get all these people to do things they don't want to do and do it in a good way. Um, that's awesome, guys. So you guys love the pizza industry or the restaurant industry so much, and after only two years, you decided to open a second restaurant. <laughs> Yeah, glutton for punishment, right? Yes. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing now and why you decided to do it. Why did you decide to open so quickly after opening Bambolina? Well, so um, 
so we, we, we did open another restaurant in, in, in March. It's called Kokeshi. It's, um, it's, uh, it's our version of Asian street food, um, noodles, ramen, that kind of thing in a really fun environment. Um, we, um, we opened it, um, because, uh, uh well, because we, we certainly saw, a, um, an opportunity for, um, for having this style of food in Salem. And there's so many parallels to what we're doing at Kokeshi to the way I look at Bambolina and, or, or even the Neapolitan pizza industry. As I, as I mentioned earlier, just seeing that boom and, you know, I saw it in 2007, 2008, but, I, but I know what happened years before that. Um, and, um, you know, I see the same parallel with, with like noodles or ramen and, and how that took the same, that's that same rebirth, um, uh, now. And, and I see that because, you know, when I travel to San Francisco or, or again, New York, you know, there's a noodle shop that's opening on every street corner yeah. and you just see this boom. So, um, again, there, the, the parallels to me are, um, you know, uh, uh, Food that has soul, that has that recognizable aspect to it, you know, a bowl of noodles um, that has that, that soul-satisfying warmth to it, but it also has a little bit of an ethnic spin to it that's recognizable, you know, but, but a little different at the same time. Um, so we, we, we certainly, you know, developed a passion for that and... Um, um, you know, opening that so close was was pr- really because um, you know we always saw it as as having a, a second restaurant so that we could you know diversify with and and um, and because you know there's two of us as partnership it, it it allowed us to do it probably quicker or or more aggressively than than others would um, just because we're we're able to work together in in, in that sort of way um, but. Um, but yeah, you know, it's um, it's it's kind of um, it's kind of just being able to, to 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 find a product that that you can deliver on and and again, you know, work on it and 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 make it evolve. And That's awesome. So I don't want to take it too much of your time. I've been on here for almost forty minutes now. If you could, someone's listening, whether they're in their car or at the gym or at, in their in their business right now, and uh, maybe they're looking to get started in the in the restaurant industry or the pizza industry specifically, or they're struggling a little bit. What kind of advice or what, what what's one piece of advice you would give them uh, to keep them or help them move forward? So, um, so I guess for me it would be um, you know just to make sure that they that that they they have a, a love for it. I, I don't think you can be in this business if you're if if it's just a commodity. If you don't have like a burning passion for for like food and or hospitality, um, it, it, it certainly is going to be a, a tough road. And um, I would also highly, highly suggest you, you work in a restaurant or the sector of the business. Um, I can't tell you how many people have um, had interest in opening a restaurant that, that have never worked in one. And, and I know it it can often look glamorous, but um, ask anybody that's been in the business. It certainly isn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Glamorous. Um, I think the, the restaurants that are able to make it look glamorous just do an awesome job. It's kind of like, um, kind of like at Disney. You know, you, you never see Mickey without his without his his hat helmet on, and um, and you're always out on stage. And um, but you know, it's it's hot as heck in, in that in that costume, right, Bruce? So, yeah, totally. So you're only kind of seeing, uh, you know, you see like that iceberg. You know, you only see the top. You don't see what what sits below. 
I think Tony Gimignani and I talked about that too, about how we get emails from like plumbers or lawyers. And you know, listen, if you want to get into the industry, that's great. But like you said, you should probably go work and do something a little bit and really see if you like it. Cause it may sound great, but like you said, you know, when three people call us out on a Saturday night and you had plans, guess who's going to work? And you know, and Bruce, and, and we're still figuring out, I got to tell you, you know, I, uh, it's, it's still a struggle for us. Um, it's um, it's a lot of like learning and um, and and trial and error in, in everything from from putting a menu item on to, to a certain marketing approach to um, to a staffing model. Um, you know, we, we certainly don't admit to you know we, we admit to, to just evolving and, and, and learning and, and being better the you know just being better as we go on. But um, you know, it's it's I, I think it'll always be a struggle because. There's so many moving parts to it, and so many variables. And that's what makes it fun. Yeah, I don't. Um, and maybe Tim has like a has a different uh, different strategy. Tim, what do you get? What do you? What advice could you give someone? Oh man, if 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 you if you want to be rich and have a good work life balance, do something else. <laughs> <laughs> that's for yeah. sure. Um, I think I think I think it's important to like believe in what in what you do. You know, believe in your product. But at the same time, balance out that you know the customer's always right, and they they they're the people that you're catering for. And I feel that Neapolitan Pizza, even though there are a number of people out there that will come into Bumbelina and maybe think that the that the crust is burnt because there's leoparding on it, you know, it's 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 pedestrian and familiar enough to enough people. That it's 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 a comfort food that can have integrity. So you know, it's I I I don't know if you can say that for many other food groups. Yeah. Um. So you know, I think I think Larry and I try real hard to have a number of pizzas on the menu that aren't gonna that that that, that are that are comfort food based, right? But at the same time, have enough pizzas that are going to excite. Uh, you know. People that are looking for a different culinary experience, um, yeah, having a good balance to the menu, I think, is really important, Bruce. Yeah, I agree. So, thanks you guys so much for coming on, Larry, uh, Tim. Go check them out. Bambolina Restaurant is the website uh, on social media. Bambolina Salem. Are you Bambolina Salem on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? Uh, I think so. Yes, yeah. I'm looking right now. Yes, so Bambolina Salem on Facebook, Instagram. And on Twitter, go check them out. Guys, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day. I sound I know you got three things going on, so you guys are super busy. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Thanks to Tim and Larry for coming on the show and sharing their great story and all the info they shared. If you want some more information on that, head over to smartpizzamarketing.com. Search Bambolina if you're listening to this in the future and their blog post will come up with all links to their social media, Facebook, Instagram, all the good stuff they're doing over there. All right. If you want to work with us, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash zip. We can build you a website, do you email marketing, social media advertising, and so much more. So if your zip code is available, we have a lot of zip codes that are already taken up. But if you want to go check out if your zip code is available and hop on the phone with me or one of our guys over here, and we can talk about what we do and how we do it and how much it costs, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash zip. If you're really looking to take your business to the next level, you have to do some digital marketing. Postcards are great. 
new mover program, that's phenomenal, but that's not really going to move the needle a lot. You need to do it all together. So go see if your zip code is available and let's talk. Even if we talk for five or 10 minutes and we don't end up working together, we'll give you a plan of action that you can go take and implement in your business. So there's nothing to lose, uh, no obligation. Just go sign up your name and email and your phone number there and we'll give you a call. And if you want to join our mastermind group, we meet twice a month. Uh, this is for more who are people who are more hands-on and they kind of want to know what's working for other business owners, but they actually want to do it and implement it themselves and not afraid of getting their hands dirty and uh, digging into the work. Our mastermind group is perfect for you. You can ask questions of me, ask questions of other business owners who are actually doing that. And uh, we chat twice a month. It's usually about an hour, an hour and 15 minutes. You can ask questions, see what's working for other people and really hash out some ideas. So that's smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash mastermind. And as always, if you have a question, actually, on next week's episode, Tuesday night, we're going to be doing it with Mike Ganino again. So if you have any questions for us, we will answer them live on the show. Questions about Facebook, Instagram, uh, hiring, training, how do you find people, how do you motivate them? That's Mike's specialty. We want your questions. Shoot me an email, bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com. Put your phone down right now and shoot me an email. I want to hear your question, and I want to answer it with Mike on the show Tuesday night. So please send us your emails. We love having those, and we love answering your questions live on the air. And we'll give you a shout-out on the show on the, uh, over on our Tuesday night show at 8 p.m. So bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com is my email for that. All right, guys, super appreciate your time. Uh, on uh, Follow me on Instagram. I am at smartpizzamarketing. On Twitter, I am at irvingmedia. And uh, over on Facebook, I'm Smart Pizza Marketing as well. So thanks, guys, for tuning in, giving me your ear for about an hour. Hopefully, you got something out of this podcast episode and you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next week. Have a great week, everyone.